But if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to um, Matthew, Matthew chapter 19. Uh, if you're regularly here, you'll know we're in a series which is called Letters from a Friend. And so uh, one of the challenges for us doing it is that each talk is going to end in a letter. So there'll be a letter at the end of this talk this morning. Story number one, Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honour your father and mother, and love your neighbour as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the rich young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Story number two. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Jim Elliot wrote those now famous words. In 1956, at the age of 28, Jim Elliot took a flight over the Ecuador jungle to set up a camp. Camped on a beach along a river, he and his fellow missionaries waited to make contact with the Acura Indians. After six days, two Indian women appeared across the river, and the missionaries began to cross the river to meet them. Accua Indians, spears in hand, appeared before the missionaries had crossed. They were easy targets, and they died at the hands of the warriors. Within two years of their deaths, Jim Elliot's wife and daughter and the sister of another missionary had moved in to that Aqua village. Many Aqua Indians have since come to faith, and missionaries still live among them today, including the son of one of those killed in 1956. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Story number three. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1. A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Here the teacher tells us that all of us will die, and if we are wise, we will think about that. And he says that the day of our death is better than the day of our birth. 
He's rich. He's young. He's powerful. He's got the best of everything. The best clothes. The best car. Well, maybe the best camel. The best house. And he's got answers. After all, that's what's got him where he is. If you've got questions, he's got answers, solutions, opinions. And he's got power and a future. He is the rich, young ruler. But for all his money, for all his achievements, for all the power that he wields and the influence he exerts, there is something that is bothering him. He has a question that embarrassingly he cannot answer. So he goes to Jesus to ask a question. And his question is simple. What good thing must I do to get eternal life? Now sometimes it is true, friends, that by asking a question, you reveal that you really don't know what you're talking about. I did that once when I was at Spurgeon's College and I had to write an ethics essay and I chose to write in 1997 about how Christians shouldn't play the national lottery but should trust in the providence of God, which I still think is true. However, I went to my tutor and said, if I call it this, what do you think? To which he said, Ian, by asking the question, you might prove you don't know what you're talking about. So I changed the title to It Could Be You, which I nicked from the national lottery. That's exactly what this rich, young ruler does here when he asks his question. Friends, perhaps the truth is that sometimes when we come to Jesus with a question, we do exactly the same. What must I do, he asks. Here's a man who is used to doing Because doing gets him where he wants to be and where he thinks he needs to be. And doing has served him well. After all, he's the rich, young ruler. His question, though, is at the same time deep and profound and quite wrong. What must I do? Well, what do you think? What do you think you must do? Because there are things we must do for life, for eternal life. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me. But don't we all, if we're honest, think that there are things that we must do to win God's favor? How about coming to church? Giving your money. Spend hours in quiet times. Pray lots, or certainly more than you do. Be active in service. Read your Bible. Help others. What do I need to do to be in? Jesus tells him he must keep the commandments. Does Jesus have any idea how hard that is to keep the commandments? Now remember when it's the commandments here, it's not 10, it's 624 that they've made. 
And the rich young ruler knows that. Do you know how hard it is to keep the commandments? Have you tried it? But the rich young ruler wants them to be specific. Okay, which ones? Which ones of the commandments are you talking about? Well, knowing full well by now that he is asking the wrong question, Jesus indulges him anyway. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. The rich young ruler is confident that he's done all that. So... Is there anything else I must do? Jesus' response shows the rich young ruler there he has been asking the wrong question. If you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Now, just as a tangent, this is not about wealth, but if you have great wealth, you do have to figure out what you're going to do with it. The rich young ruler is devastated. And the disciples are left asking, well, if that's true, who on earth can be saved? Jesus says, no one. It's impossible. Jesus says, you're asking the wrong question. It's impossible when it's about what you do. I'm wondering if Jim Elliot said it this way. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I'm wondering if a teacher in another time said it this way. The day of death is better than the day of birth. And maybe you're wondering, what? Jim Elliot, it seems, recognized the truth that what matters most, what is most important, is to trust ourselves to God. He recognized that we will, in the end, lose everything but God. Jim Elliot recognized that the best way to live was to trust God for that which only God can give. The teacher says that birth is all about potential. Death is all about fulfillment. Jesus says... There is one thing you cannot do. You cannot save yourself. And if I'm in any way right, and I might not be, and you might want to talk about this over coffee and donuts. If I'm in any way right, story number one, story number two, and story number three come together in this way. To receive the greatest treasure, we must lose our treasure. We must give what we cannot keep 
to gain what we cannot lose. We must die to self and open ourselves to God who brings fulfillment. We must let the death of Jesus be what brings us life. The truth is this, simply this. We cannot save ourselves. Because quite simply it means that I look after myself and I trust myself. Do you know this story is really, really, really good news? Because quite simply it means that there is nothing I can do, that there is nothing I have to do, and that there is nothing I need to do to make God love me. He, he does not love me because of what I do, and he never will. He loves me because he loves me because he loves me because he loves me. He loves you because 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 he loves you. God loves you so much that he has done for you what you cannot do for yourself. And the moment you are willing to give up trusting in yourself and to fully trust in him, he will meet with you. Truth is, friends, he longs to meet with you right now. Here in these moments this morning. It may be, though, that we have some treasure that we are holding on to so tightly that we cannot receive the treasure that he has for us that is better by far. And the question is this. Are you ready to give up what you cannot keep to have God give you what you cannot lose? Will you this morning open your heart to him and let him do for you what you cannot do for yourself? The rich young ruler went away sad because he chose to go it alone and trust himself. God is here and he's waiting to see what you will do. Dear Ian, Sandra, Denise, Sue, Claire, Jill, to you, all of you here today, to those I love so much, to those of you who work so hard, so hard to get me to notice. To those who think it's never enough. What you do is never enough. 
To those of you who are trying so hard to live well, to do the right things and worry so much about making mistakes. To you I want to say this. I see you. I really see you. I see what you do. Everything. Thank you. I see your heart. What I want to tell you might surprise you, might even disappoint you. Because you simply don't need to impress me. You don't need to prove anything to me. You don't need to convince me of how much you do or how hard you work. You really don't. In fact, it would be better if you gave up trying. It would save you a lot of angst and heartache and worry and concern. It would free you up to enjoy me and walking with me and being with me. It really would. You see, what I want you most to know is that I'm already impressed with you. I love watching you and being with you and sharing what you enjoy. I love sharing the joy of you doing what I've created you to do and gifted you to do. I just love watching you. And I love you. As you are. I'm going to be honest with you though. There are times when you want to do things your way. Work it out your way. Have it your way. There are things about you that don't help you. And you know why? Because you won't let go. You won't fully trust me. I get that. The world is a hard place to be with all sorts of things that are not right. There's a real battle going on and sometimes you get caught in the middle. And so it seems I'm not bothered or I'm not interested, or I'm not on your side, but that could not be further from the truth. I love you, and I love you because I love you, because I love you, because I love you, because I love you. I am the all-powerful, all-loving God. I am at work in this fallen world to redeem it, And bring good out of it. And I am intimately aware and deeply concerned about your life. Your future. And the role that you could play in the world. If you are willing to trust me fully and trust that I am good. You will be able to face today and each day. With a resilient confidence and unshakable poise. Not because things will work out how you want but because I am with you and for you and always, always working for good and for your good. You matter to me. You matter to me more than you will ever know. You matter to me so much that I have done for you what you cannot do for yourself. I cannot love you more than I do right now in these moments. I will not be able to love you any more tomorrow than I do right now. And I didn't love you any more yesterday. Remember, it's not about what you do. 
or can do. So, why won't you come? Why do you so want to hold on to your props, your securities, your achievements, your pride? Come to me, open your heart to me, let me love you, let me help you, let me nurture you, let me be with you. I know it sounds odd, but dying to yourself and what you hold so tightly is what opens the door to your heart. And if you open the door, I will meet you and come in. That is the way to fulfillment. That is the way to living well. That is the way to life, both now and forever. I know that letting go is hard, so hard, but others have done it. And they have found the greatest treasure in trusting me. Some don't. Some won't. And my heart breaks. I'm here. I'm always here. I'm waiting. Remember, I love you. Please come. Your friend, Jesus.